Welcome to Connect with DP City, ADP City Church Podcast. Some of the best conversations I've had is with you two brothers, you know. I'm going to say something pretty controversial right now. Based on my Yo Mama tagline, right? No, Santiago is amazing. Miss Tori is definitely raised an amazing, amazing young man. We're super um, just thankful not only to be his youth pastors or his uh, production leads, but just his friend. Um, It was interesting that you brought up kids. Uh, like recently when Cheyenne was in a volleyball game and just watching her, she had several serves where her team was winning those points. And I was proud of her. And Let me fix this. We're still learning, guys. We're, we're still learning. Holding dead pigs, a knife. It's very incriminating. <laughs> they like, they are so mean. I'm like, I just, I just want that little crock pot right there. Oh, no. <laughs> You're still Bishop Reggie Lewis. In my yeah, book. we do call you the bishop. <laughs> Not just a bishop. The, the bishop. Hey, look. I don't think, I think they assume it's a government thing. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Connect with DP City. As always, I have my beautiful co-host, Miss Sharissa Headley, and our very own fearless leader, Pastor Suzanne. Suzanne. Yeah. Oh, sound effects. Yeah, they're so excited to, to have you here Isn't today. Awesome? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, I had no idea. Pastor, what is new in your life? You got to be kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> well, kind of new. We're going to be married 50 years on the 4th of August. Hey. That's kind of new. It's a new year. All right. You that have, one deserves. Yeah, that one is deserves that a new, give me one of these. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 50. So my parents thought it would never last. My dad cried at my wedding. Oh yeah. I, well, I was going to college, you know, and not what he had planned for me. Marrying a guy living on faith at a hotline. Take us down at a church. Take us down memory lane. Memory lane. Where, yeah, like where did you grow so up? So here's the thing. So I'm in Orange County, big house, out in Orange Park Acres, a horse garden, going to Cal State Fullerton. What did your parents do for a living? My dad was an electrical engineer, had a master's in math from Caltech. Wow. Mom was home, so he worked at, he was an um, uh, electrical engineer. Mm. So he went to Florida a lot, Cape Canaveral. That's so, cool. So, yep, yep, great, growing up, great vacation. So he's sending his daughter to Cal State Fullerton. So I'm working at Disneyland, work at the library at Anaheim, work for Parks and Rec. And um, when I would leave Disneyland, there was this huge marquee that said Melody Land Christian Center. It used to be Melody Land Theater, but they kept mm-hmm. the marquee changed the name and so i'm sitting in the presbyterian church growing up denominational my whole life but it just was fallen flat Mm. but you know you look back like the jesus revolution movie we just had you could see where the holy spirit was moving during that time on people Mm -hmm. who'd have ears to listen so i'm sitting there thinking i mean this is all great i'm just not feeling it had a boyfriend he wanted to go to the beach he was a lifeguard only time he could go was on weekends and i'm sitting in church he had to wait for me to get out so i thought you know i'm not sure i'm just not feeling it here anymore and i'm gonna leave and if i don't find god i'm gonna visit churches Mm. i'm gonna go to the beach so you don't ask for the family car like i'm leaving the church give me the car keys (laughs) but i rode a motorcycle to, to school because i needed transportation so i thought I'll just hop on my Honda 90 and visit churches. So I started visiting. I had not a clue. Visited a Lutheran church. I remember they wouldn't even let me take communion there because they didn't know me. Jesus knew me, but they didn't. So I visited another four-square church. They weren't open yet. And I thought, you know what? I'll go by that big church with the big marquee. 
So I, as Bob describes it, had a helmet on, had pants on underneath my skirt, and I had nylons on with my high heels. Like <laughs> you're a hot mama. I am. I have the full picture. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen pictures of you when you're, I mean, you're still gorgeous. Yeah, oh, Let's well, just say that. Sweet. But you, oh my goodness. Oh, well, it was across the parking lot we come. Wow. Didn't know a soul there. <laughs> my family's all down at the Presbyterian Church. I thought, well, we'll see what happens. So I park, and I take, put on my stuff, kind of watered up, and put it in my helmet, and there was a hotline trailer. I thought, oh, I can't take this into church. I could have, but you never did that at Presbyterian mm-hmm. Church. You just right. So I asked this guy to hold it for me and watch it. I'll be back. And it was happened to be Bob. So <laughs> I go to this. I walk in the doors of this amazing church and just felt God. I mean, I never left. I went, this is how I knew it would be. I knew you could feel. I didn't know what to call it, but there we were. So I never left. I just ate it up. So um, anyway, I got my stuff. So I kept going back. And so I went for about three months, and they had like a morning service, and, and I was still going to school. And so one, one evening, I went, I didn't go up for the altar call, because I knew God. I knew mm-hmm. Jesus. I'd been raised right. in church. So I go back, and they met in what used to be the lounge at Melody Land Theater. Like, they drank. It was the old bar. So they're using it for classes, and so they call everybody up that wants to get saved. And so I thought, that is not quite me. But I went in the little room, and I sat in the back, and there's the group getting saved up front. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. And so this old lady, I mean, had to be 80. Uh-huh. And I look back and go, I, I'd love to, I love to have would have kept contact with her. So she comes up and sits beside me. She goes, honey, you need to get <laughs> saved? And I'm like, no, I've got that down. I don't. But I said, she goes, well, why, why didn't you? She was old. Why did you come back? The Lord told me to come in here, find you. And I'm really? I just never heard of such a thing, Presbyterian Church. So I said, well, here's the deal. I believe all that. But I said, you guys are just so happy. I know you know something I don't know. She laughs. Oh, like that. Like a Catherine <laughs> Coleman laugh. Oh, my gosh. That's the Holy Ghost, honey. And I'm like, the what? I mean, we just never heard of such a thing mm-hmm. in our church, you know. So she goes, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I believed her. Mm. So I go, Okay. Never heard of it in my life. Like, what do I do? She goes, well, I'll just pray, and you'll receive it. She want tongues? I go, tongues? <laughs> no. You're, like, thinking that's something different. <laughs> I did. We didn't. Like, you didn't tell oh, me about man. that. I go, just, like, just pray the Holy Spirit on me a step at a time. So, you know, I grew up down at the beach, Newport Beach, 20 minutes away. We'd be there mm-hmm. in a flash. So it was like when she prayed, I mean, we're praying, all of a sudden, have my eyes closed, and I feel this thing in my gut just, like, and like you're at the beach and you go up over a wave and it doesn't break it and it plops you down the other side. You kind of lose your lose your mm-hmm. stomach like that. And I, I pop my eyes open and she goes, that's it. You got it. That's the Holy Spirit. And I have to tell you, my life changed dramatically from that point on. Mm. Dramatically. Just couldn't get enough of Jesus. Was it that moment that you knew you wanted to be in ministry? No. No, I was still going to school. But, but I just went to, my parents couldn't, couldn't lock the doors enough on ch- going to church. We're going to church. We're what were you church. majoring in? Do you remember? Yeah, that's what yeah to um, sociology and physical ed. Wanted mm. to be a teacher. Oh, wow. that's cool. Love sociology. Just ate it up. But it was at a time where the riots were just starting. The Berkeley riots were happening. So Cal State Fullerton was a little calmer, but we were still kind of weird. <laughs> so I remember I had an English teacher that was kind of out there really out there. So he dismissed class a lot so we could all go demonstrate on mm. campus. It was kind of strange. I know I don't know what we're demonstrating. It's kind of fun. Well, you're definitely a people's person. 
you gravitate people. to people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And you could feel the love, like, all together. And you know what? Honestly, I was a lot more shy before I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. But just, and so I thought, okay, I need to get involved. You know, how could, so, so you I asked say the guy he unlocked the next level of pastor season. He huh? did. And here yeah. we go. And so I asked Rich Cook, who he's now kind of taken a left turn, but at the time had this huge choir, orchestra. I mean, Melody Land was an amazing place. Calvary Chapel was more the hippie movement and the beach kids. This was more just your normal mainstream people. So he had this big old choir and singing groups. I go, okay, how do I get involved? He goes, oh, there's a brand new group that just started called PTL. They're out of Hotline. I go, oh, Hotline. It's where I left my helmet. Okay. So I go talk to this guy. He goes, come and join us. So it was a very small group. But we were um, we travel around to churches. Well, Bob was the the go-to guy for carrying around all the equipment, the speakers. We had to unload all this stuff. We had vans. And so he thought, there's that girl. I didn't have a clue who he was. But we started dating. We started dating. Aww. Much to my parents' dismay because he was a divorcee with a daughter. His wife had left him with his best friend, poor guy. And interestingly enough, the church was um, Foursquare, Foursquare? Mm-hmm. Assemblies. And in their constitution, you can't remarry if you've been married. And so even though your wife, you could buy, you could. So you're like, this is a dead end either way. Yes. And so basically you could have killed somebody, seriously, been in prison and gotten out and they would ordain you. But if your spouse had left you for somebody else, you were never supposed to marry again. Mm. Yeah. Or they wouldn't. So, so Bob had been all through their school, been, was going to be ordained and now he's engaged. So Wilkerson had to tell him. I can't ordain you if you marry her. And Bob's going, I know I'm supposed to marry her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I'm going to get married. So he got ordained separately. Later on, he got ordained. We started the church. and um, You started the church before you got married? No. So we, we got married. Okay. And this was when? 1970. Oh, just your anniversary. Three, just the beginning part. 1973. Because our first kid was born in 74. Suzanne was born in 75. So anyway, my parents were like distraught. But yeah, I, so I dropped out of college. Mm-hmm. They were very heartbroken. Was the office manager at the hotline. Mm. Got married, and then we had Sharon. They wanted us to move out to the ranch, and so off we went. So at what yeah. point did um, um? Sorry, I had a good question and then I just dropped it. Uh, it was about Pastor Bob. Oh, what at what point did you know Pastor Bob was the one? It took a while. <clears throat> so we dated. <laughs> And I dated a lot of guys, you know, in college. But uh, he was kind of different. He was saved, loved him. But there was also a guy up in Big Bear mm-hmm. named Scott. And I'd met him because I worked at camp. I lived up in Big Bear on the, in the summers and worked at a camp and ran the church, uh, ran the store. And um, had a big crush on this guy. But he just, Scott had diabetes. And he kind of bowed in himself. I'll never get married and have kids because I don't want to pass this mm. terrible disease on. Aww. So we dated a little bit. And I just, uh, he was my first love, I guess. And so I got married to Bob, I knew Bob, and we were engaged, and I went back up to Big Bear just for like a weekend, you know, say hi, everybody, staff up there. And Scott walked in the back door, and I went, oh, I can't marry Bob, feeling like this about him. So we broke up. We both cried. But it's like, you got to get these things worked out before you get married. Like, Wait, so you wait. broke up with Pastor Bob? I did. <gasps> Oh, that's so big he took news. the rings back. Oh my goodness! And bought a suit because he was in the intern program at Melbourne. Mm. 
So we, it was heartbreaking for both of us, but it's like, I got to get this worked out. Yeah. You know, so I went back up every weekend. I went to school, Cal State Fullerton, went back up on weekends. And the snow, we got snowed in one weekend. It was a lot of snow that year. But it's like, I had to know if this was the guy. I mean, if you're going to make a life commitment, you better mm-hmm. get the right guy. Right. And so, but, you know, I spent a whole winter up there with him and thought, he's just not going to go where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to travel life and you really feel a call of God on your life, and this guy's going like, yeah, I believe in God, but... Mm-hmm. It's like, you're probably not the guy for me. It was a very hard decision. I remember I sat up there my last um, weekend up there in their big, huge dining room and just bawled, just cried my eyes out. So I had my, so I got reengaged to Bob. Bob goes, I asked you out one more time. And if you don't want to go, then we won't. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to drive up your driveway. It was a big on the side of a hill. And if you don't come out, I'm driving away and you'll never see me again ultimate ultimatum mm-hmm. yeah. so i thought okay it was like april but i still was working at big bear on weekends so he drives up and i thought what the heck we'll have dinner with him so uh-huh. we went out for a chinese dinner orange county in anaheim and we got kind of reconnected and got re-engaged got a new ring nice <laughs> got a, new ring. a better yeah, one we can't have the old one yeah no can't have the old one yeah it was a better and, one yeah it was better mm. it was from a jewelry store not jc penny's <laughs> and um down at costa mesa mall so at what point, or did they ever? Did your did your dad ever come around to Pastor Bob? Or it took years. Really, it took years. They just, and I didn't even tell. I didn't even tell my parents that Bob was divorced and had a daughter, until after we were married. I knew in oh, my good family, <laughs> you know, they just don't need to know everything, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have been good for him. So I mean, my aunts and uncles, it's like you do not do that in my family, and so. Um, Anyway, we'd been married, and I finally told my mom, I go, by the way, you know, Bob was married before and has a daughter. And I said, if you ever want to tell Dad, you can. But, you know, he got <laughs> saved. He's starting over, and we had a great <laughs> marriage. And, and I don't know if she ever told my dad. I didn't. He, he just, it's like it was overload. That is awesome. Overload oh for my, my parents. Yeah. <laughs> so, but eventually they liked him. Because mm. here's the thing. There's my sister and I and three cousins. So, I'm the only one in my family that still has this long, amazing marriage in life. My mm-hmm. one, my one a cousin was alcoholic his whole life. Had three wives, he's dead. My other cousin, Janine, was in the middle of a divorce, and she died, aneurysm. My other cousin never got married. My sister's divorced. I, I'm the last one standing. I was the black sheep of the family, mm-hmm. and, and here I am with this amazing family. See, and, and those ones always stand stronger huh baby yeah oh, God. Right. oh you guys oh. how long <laughs> you guys been married uh, going on 13 years Ooh. this february mm-hmm. yeah that's actually a long time you made it past the seven year mark yeah and we've yeah. been together for 16 years so that's a long time yeah and we're young and you're young yeah. i'm young you no saying, he's Kyle? saying like we've been together for half our life no, now. i know we have a long way to go we have a long way to go we're when working we hit, for that 50 when yeah. we hit our 50 <laughs> Our 50 will be in our 60s, right? If I'm doing my math. Yeah, I'm 72. Okay. Bob's 75. When did you guys get married? How old were you? I, I was 22. And my mom thought I was too young. Mm. Probably just because it was Bob. So we got married. I was 19. Yeah, I, was I just 18. turned 19. Yeah. He did it on purpose. He wanted to wait for my birthday. That is not true. And that is not true. I, I wanted like, to <laughs> marry you immediately. Yeah. I wanted to marry you right away. I didn't have to wait. I, knew. I actually didn't want to wait till our original anniversary. But original anniversary? Yeah, but the thing would have been is like it would have been we like became a, best friends oh, okay. type anniversary. But sorry. it would have been um 
like the day after her brother and sister's wedding anniversary. Oh. So we didn't want to have it too close. Yeah. 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 See, we would have been married 50 years last year if we hadn't broken up. I mean, we had the oh, date yeah. the whole bit. So. As far <laughs> as you had your dress and everything? I had the date, and we had an apartment picked out. But oh, wow. Yeah. So did mom and dad know back then at, on the first engagement? Yeah, oh, yeah, they knew. They knew. They okay. knew we were getting engaged. Getting ready to send an invitation. Thank goodness we didn't do it yet. Oh man! So they were thrilled. They yeah. Up, <laughs> they were happy campers. They so were very happy for a while. I heard you say yeah. you have a sister. A How many sister. siblings? Just one. Just, Just one. Sally. Okay. Are you the oldest? I'm the oldest. Okay. By a year and a half. Yep. And nobody followed your lead. Yes, yeah, Sally ended up leaving the Presbyterian Church after a while. Oh, I meant relationship-wise. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> You're a trendsetter. People need to follow those trends. You know, here's the thing. I'm not a bossy person, but I'm very opinionated. You so, like what you like. And you know what? Here's the thing. You, you better be secure in the truths that you know are true. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you're going to be double-minded in everything. So if somebody came in here and said, I want one sentence to make it to 50 years with my spouse, what would you tell them? Oh, I've got a great story. Uh, okay, so here's the <laughs> So here it is. So there's a story of this couple that celebrated their 50th anniversary. And so the granddaughter goes to the grandma, and she goes, Grandma, like, what's the secret? She goes, there's a secret. She goes, come here. So she takes the granddaughter in the bedroom. She goes, when we got married, I wrote a list of ten things that if Papa ever did any of these ten things, I would just go, okay, it's okay. That's on the list. You make a list. And so if it's something that's on the list, you automatically forgive him. She goes, okay. She goes, Grandma, where's the list? She goes, oh, I lost the list years ago. So anytime he does something I don't like, I just go, thank God that's on the list. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I kind of do that with Bob. I go, you know, this will pass. We'll get over this. I'm like Bill Hammond. I listened to a tape recently on Prophecy by Bill Hammond. He's like old, like really. I, he may be dead. It was five years old. But he talked about he and his wife, Evelyn, being married 59 years. And he goes, you know, couples, iron sharpens iron. And, you know, you may want to kill him every once in a while, but don't. You know, don't divorce him. You may want to kill him, but don't. And he goes, so the Lord came to her one day and goes, you know, Evelyn, you've done all you can with Bill. I'm taking you home. He had a great attitude about it. So she died. Yeah. I'm oh listening. That's what I thought. I went, <laughs> That's how he announced she's dead. Like, God's done with her working with me, so I'm taking you out. <laughs> so they were married 59 years. But that's the thing. You do want to kill each other once in a while. I mean, you go away and go. Oh, it's healthy, gosh. right? No. Are you saying you and Pastor Bob <laughs> don't get along? We, we disagree on almost everything. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I don't know why that surprises people. It like, does, actually. God is the only thing we're really, like, really solid together on. We are so, you know, I was going to go bear hunting next month. It's like, please don't go shoot the bear. I've cooked <laughs> quail. I've cooked porcupine, frogs, venison, doves. Names of Ooh, animal, venison. I've cooked it for him. But I'm not cooking a bear. I told him that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. We did ask for a piece. Yeah. Uh, you try guys are it. encouraging him. No, no, no. For we the record, if you get one. I am not encouraging him to do it with a bow. Yeah, with a bow. I have told him multiple times to get a gun, and he's like, no, it'll be fine. And then he goes out front of the church yeah. and shows me yeah. how far he I has know. to be It's close. You to kill spit it. there. And I was like, Pastor Bob, I really like you. I'm not yeah. sure I'm I want you to ready do this. To lose you. Yeah. <laughs> we have an archery thing set up at our house. Every day he practices See, every- that's impressive to me. That's something like you. He's good. He's really in good. In one at sense, it. I feel like so many people, we put this like weird like image of what a pastor is. Yeah, and like yeah. 
that's one of the, my favorite things about this church is between you, yeah. Pastor Bob, Pastor Suzanne, and Pastor Steve. Oh, yeah. You guys go outside those limits. Like, oh, yeah. you honestly, you break free and, like, it's like, you know how to do what? Wait, you do this? Yeah. And it's like, and you guys are funny. You guys are honestly, oh, the approachableness that there yeah. is with our all of our pastors mm-hmm. is just, like, yeah. that's one of the main things that like really connected us and really just like made us fall in love because it's like, um, I mean, I love our pastors in the past altogether, but just like sometimes they're very unreachable to where like the, the sermon ends and they're gone type of thing. Like you can't talk to them. Like, it's almost like this is the, the Ark of the covenant. Like you can't be in the same room. You know what I mean? We had a speaker once who went back in the green room when it was ministry time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you doing back here? She goes, I thought it's over. I go, you just did an altar call and walked off. They're all up there waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. Did she go back? No. They oh, don't, man. This is sometimes pastors and ministers don't seem like real people. Yeah. And that's not the case at DP. Like, all of our leads are real people, which authentic. Is, which is why I think, like, things like this platform are so important because it gets it allows people yeah. to get to know you a little bit on a deeper level. And you do an amazing job. Like, Pastor Susan is always... The first one you probably see oh, once you get into those double doors and the last person you see as oh, you're heading out. And harassing so, all my friends. And I love that. Well, you know where I think it, we were really fortunate because we cut our teeth in ministry at Hotline. And so you have, to, you have to picture Hotlines back in the 70s and 60s. They're ex-drug addicts, ex-alcoholics, ex-murderers. I mean, these are really gnarly group. You of know people. what hotline is to our generation? What? It's like a party line. Yeah, it's that's like what my mind went. you all get on the phone <laughs> no, and no, no, like no. a bunch of people dial in and like talk at the same time with each other. Oh, and you can switch yeah. dials no, no, no. to like talk to no, different no, no. people. See, there was Melody Land Church and okay. all their staff, and then there was the hotline and our staff, and we were one, but we were like the school. We're mm. together, like two different but entities. Yeah. but that was like a recovery type program. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we had camps and stuff. The church would send their kids to our camps. But our kids were kind of gnarly kids. Uh, our kids were. Kinda. Is that the kids that you were talking about? Um, I know the other day we were talking about like foster kids and stuff like that. Oh, oh yeah. that no, was, that was different. That was later. when he did the ranch. Yes, we did the ranch. Oh, yeah. okay. So, the, so Melody Land started a ranch facility to take on troubled kids. That's what so that there was. used to be one up in Sage. Are you familiar with that one? Yeah, no, that's not us. Okay. Ours was, ours was actually the government sent kids there and parents privately could send kids there. which was like right by saboba right yeah, right through saboba yeah. at the time we went through saboba all the because you guys used to live on through the ranch through the yeah. res right yep wow and we tell the kids if you're going to run away run away while we're at calvary chapel having a service at harvest do not run away here because literally they had to go through our property 300 acres and walk through the res to get out and pastor bob wow. told me a story i don't know if he told it on the podcast or not maybe he did about the guy that ran away on the motorcycle and they yeah. found him in Florida. In Florida. It was a, a little kid. Year old or something. He couldn't be five feet. Spunky little yeah. kid. Oh my they were all, you know what, Kyle? Most of these kids were just tough kids because they came from drug drug backgrounds. Right. And those kids are they don't realize it, but they're also the ones who can make the biggest difference if yeah. they could just get themselves. And you know what happened? It was really sad. So we're taking money from the state to take these kids in. The county loved us, Orange County and Riverside County. And then the state, little by little, got so liberal. Like, we'd buy them underwear. We'd have to fill out forms in triplicate. It was nuts. So then one kid found out, like, I don't have to go to church with you on Sunday. The only thing that was going to change their lives was Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But the program wouldn't change it. I mean, we had a pool. We had horses. Every kid was in charge of animals. We had 
we had sheep and horses and chickens and pigs. And um, one day one kid goes, I had a friend tell me that I don't have to go to church with you. And it was true. We couldn't make them. And so from then on, we had a certain amount of kids that said, I'm not going. So we had to leave a staff member behind to stay with the kids that refused to go to any dance. Wow. We were taking them into Riverside to harvest. We were taking them to church here and functions. And it was the beginning of the end. Mm -hmm. Because without the solution, right. we're just babysitters out yeah. there. So, so what so, type of things would you do with them? A lot. We, we had, had there's a boat, and so we took them out to Lake Paris. They had, we had horses. Um, they went to local school until we found out they were getting drugs at the school, San Jacinto. And the San Jacinto was passing them without being able to read. And so there was a guy named Rod who got passed, and high school kid, and Bob said, come with me. So he takes his kid. They drive to the high school. He gets an appointment with the principal, and he said, Rod, read this easy kid can't read sins mm -hmm. and he looks at the principal he said you passed this kid he goes it's what we have to do that so we brought all our kids back to the ranch property got a teacher and started the school that's where the school thing came from mm. wow. so from then on it was hard we the government fought us every step of the way but it's like they're not getting education at the high school they're getting drugs at the high school we're going to keep them on the property mm -hmm. so th it was great they i mean it was like a resort for them honestly so my uh going back a little bit my biggest relationship advice when like the kids and youth start dating and stuff like that i mean we all know the obvious one put god first before mm -hmm. your spouse and then everything else will fall in line but i always tell them be less concerned about me time and more concerned oh, with we time that's good yeah, because, like, when Sharissa and I first got married, um, I was, like, really into playing video games. And she she wanted to hang out, but she was glad that I would stay home and play video games instead of go to the bar right, or right, drinking right, with right. my friends and stuff Are like you that. you a bar guy, Kyle? No, I wasn't, oh. but that's what made that's her what happy. He's, that's oh. what he's saying, like, it's, yeah. like, I was happy that he would, he at least he was home yeah. with me rather yeah. than, like, out. Out. But at stuff. the same time, I would be in my own world playing video games, right. and she would be sitting there on her phone or watching TV yeah, or yeah. whatever. And she wasn't a big gamer at the time. And then, so what she did was decided to learn how to play video games oh, so say. that mm -hmm. she could kind of squeeze her way into my thing and make <laughs> it an our way. thing. <laughs> make it an our thing. But a it romantic, really, a oh, romance yeah. over video games. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do whatever it is I can to like. If this is what you love, yeah. then I'm gonna find a love in it. Yeah. Because yeah. I love you, and if I truly love you, I'm gonna find interest. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like so many women all together, like at least when it comes to gaming, yeah. they almost start to create like a like a grudge or like a like, narrative. Yeah, like well, they despise yeah that that thing, yeah. whatever it is yeah. that you know your spouse. They're falls competing in love with. for time. Yeah. yeah, and so then you like are upset at it, and like yeah. it's obviously in an inanimated object it can't it doesn't have any real control right other than whatever the person gives them so i was like you know what i'm I think if, great. if you love this i'm gonna find something are you good at it. it oh yeah oh yeah now she games more than me she's more into it than i am Teresa. <laughs> i love but see i love i grew up on like mario brothers and okay, okay. nintendo's and like all those other things so i love bringing right. figuring out things yeah. like i want to know how like if there's codes like how can I do this? And I just enjoy it in, in general. But honestly, not that we ever our marriage was ever in jeopardy or anything, but it's one of the things that strengthened our marriage the most yeah. because she would, like, text me when I was at work and be like, oh, date night tonight? And instead of it being like, oh, I got to get ready, right, I got to right. get flowers, we got to get somewhere to eat, 
she would cook dinner and then we would have like uh, apple cider and we would sit down and play video games together. Mm-hmm. And like I that was date night. Like that. You know? <laughs> That's great. And we still do it to this day where like we'll tell the kids, hey, you guys got to go to bed at like eight o'clock. Mommy and daddy are going to have date night we'll and we'll get at, like <laughs> Martinelli's apple cider, no. you know, drink it out yeah, of champagne yeah, yeah, glasses yeah, yeah. and make some steak or potatoes mm-hmm. and sit there. While your kids are in bed. Oh yeah, it's too funny. And we sit there and play video games together. You gotta make you gotta make time. Another thing that we had learned, um, or I'd seen it online, or I don't even know where I had heard it somewhere, but um, one of the best advice that I had heard growing up was that you, the first fifteen minutes of when your spouse gets home. So at the time, Kyle was working in a construction, and I Mm. was working um, as a pharmacy tech, and we would just be like two nights two ships two passing, ships passing night. Night. Yeah. yeah so we yeah. would like i mean we would spend time together but it would be like oh don't forget to pay the electric bill oh don't um we got to yeah. go here we got to do that so there's so business. much business yeah. yeah and no one wants to start their day yeah. off with that yeah. and i noticed that i was doing it more to him and it would cause him to be more just down altogether. Yeah. like you yeah. know who wants to start off yeah. like hi yeah. you know yeah. and then all right let's talk this so the first 15 minutes of the day um are you and your spouse so if you have kids you train and you teach your kids that when mommy and daddy come together, yep. that first right. 15 minutes is there. So right. you're not allowed to talk to them. You're not allowed to, like, nothing. Wow. And it was dedicated whether or not we decided to This is to dedicated to the one I Right? So whether it was we just talked, like, hey, how's your day? Yeah. You know, what'd you do? Whatever it was. Well, or just great. sit next to each other, hug, or yeah. just 15 minutes. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, you spend your last 30 minutes together. And so... That way it starts a good routine of right. you're important, yeah. I'm important, you know, we want to. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it could be something different. I mean, sometimes it's just sitting there staring at each other. Sometimes we do a Bible study. Sometimes we'll watch a show. Sometimes yeah. we'll spend 30 minutes playing together. a game together. But we eliminate the kids, right. eliminate the dog, the, phones, the yeah. phone, and funny. just I, us two. Because they say on the average spouses spend, what, seven minutes with each other? I am kind of sad. And then you double that. Yeah. So... Yeah, I could see that being a thing. I mean, especially if you have two, you have two uh, jobs and you yeah. have kids. Yeah. I could see how legit one-on-one yeah. time, like really being able to give each other agape yeah. love yep. attention, yep. can be less than ten minutes a the day. The busyness of life. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, it even comes to the point where I we ha- we don't have a big kitchen. We have a okay. small kitchen, Very and so small. she wants to be around while I'm cooking. And I'm like, yo, like you cook, Kyle? I, oh yeah. Oh, he's a I good get down. cook. What's your best dish? Um, it kind of, it kind of depends on what, what kind of mood I'm in. Yes. I cook with love. If he's right? cook, if he's cooking with love. Yeah. Um, we can tell. There's. But she's our... a big fan of my baked chicken. Really? Oh you bake chicken? Um, so he does ahead. a baked chicken, and then he cuts. Well, he does different versions, but like sometimes it's with like steamed rice, and sometimes. With veggies, and then sometimes it, he puts it into a salad, and that is the greatest Very healthy. salad. I'm like impressed. a like a Caesar salad with baked yeah. chicken on top. Okay, but okay. Um, so the first time I ever did that, I didn't think to cool the chicken down. Oh, so I made a salad <laughs> and I pulled the chicken out and cut it up no. and threw it on top of the salad and no. served it. And you know you had hot chicken oh, yeah. and cold lettuce, and she was like, "This is not it." Oh, that's too bad. And so, but I had leftovers, so the next day for lunch I had made the same yeah. salad. And it hit so much better, and we wow. were like, "Wow, this is good." But I do that really well. Teriyaki yeah. chicken, I make oh, yeah. really well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any kind of steak, I do pretty good. Pretty impressed. I like 
breakfast. I like making eggs and okay. One of my favorite things to make is eggs in a basket. Have you ever had that? Never heard of it. So you take like a. So good. It depends on what kind of bread we have, but um, sourdough is usually really right. good. I like no, sourdough. no, no. Uh, the or potato bread. potato bread. Oh, potato bread. Okay. So yeah. either one of those work really good, but you take it and you cut a hole out in the middle of it. Oh no, we call that one eye jack. Yeah, everyone calls it something different. Oh, okay. Oh, we always yeah, heard yeah. eggs in a basket. Where's the basket? The bread is the, the bread basket. The bread is the basket. Oh. And you butter it up. I'm thinking of like yellow basket. Okay. Crack the egg in the middle of yep, the hole. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, my, that's yeah. one of my favorites. See, one. in the Hispanic way of or the in the Latin culture, it's uh, with the tortilla. Ah. So same oh, concept, okay, okay, but okay. you do one tortilla with a square right. out, and then on the next one, or you put the egg in, and then you put another tortilla over oh, the, the top, top, and you flip it. Mm-hmm. See, here's my favorite egg thing. You take cream of celery soup and a couple eggs, and you put a couple tablespoons of cream of celery soup, condensed, whip it up, and scramble it. Oh, it takes okay. that eggy flavor away. It's so yummy. But the egg flavor is the good flavor. The yolk. I'm a fan of yolk, though. Are you? Oh. My mom's not. She's definitely not. She'd she like my. She would probably love super yours. chicken. It's called super eggs. If she doesn't, well, don't tell her it's called that. But yeah, <laughs> I super like eggs. any super. kind of egg except for is it egg Benedict? Oh yeah. Oh, that has like I've never had. It, it has a sauce. And yeah. yeah because it's almost it raw. Like it. they hardly oh, cook really? that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I like mine over medium, right? Yeah, over medium. Yeah. Over medium. Yeah. That's my favorite. I like um, you know, I like deviled eggs. I like you. You know why they call them deviled eggs? I don't. Because um, back in who, wherever that created it, that's how you uh, identified spice. It was like this this food is deviled, like it means it's spicy. Oh, and oh, so I didn't know that. um, that's why they're called deviled eggs <laughs> okay. because it, like it meant like eggs. spicy egg because yeah. it has curry on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I used, um, to have, I used to have chickens, you know. I did I had a whole, sign out about deviled eggs. I did a whole research about it because what a trip. Somebody was giving me a hard time about watching a Disney movie while they were eating a deviled egg, and I was like, well, that seems pretty hypocritical, you know. Kind of like a hypocrite. It was my, actually my older brother. Oh. And I was like, you're giving me a hard time because I like Disney and uh, you're eating a devil egg, bro. What does that tell you? Yeah. The sign is there. Right. <laughs> and so it led into a whole conversation yeah. about yeah. what does that actually mean? Yeah, it just meant spicy. I never, you know what? I never, I just, I had a sign by my chickens that said, how'd it go? Happy chickens make devil eggs. Or I don't know. It was something like that. I forgot. Got them. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I never, su- I never looked it up. I'm surprised the Christians never got after it like how the Americans did with the French fries when we changed them to Freedom Fries. Oh, never heard of that. You don't remember that? No. It was after um, 9/11, okay. and we we started war with, or we didn't start the war, but we right. decided to go to war with Afghanistan. Okay. But France wasn't gonna back us. Oh. So then all America. Kyle, I never knew that. I'm a history nut. We rebelled he against is. the French. That's yeah. why I'm like, you guys are so <laughs> much alike because. You're a mindful of knowledge. I love and history. So, is he. so have you ever watched the Biography Channel on Sundays? I don't have um, cable, but oh. I, I watch nothing but biographies yeah, and documentaries. We documentaries. need to talk because every time I watch these, they'll have a whole hour after hour, like all the dictators or all the famous writers, and they're so they're interesting. They're very interesting. It's like the the Burns. Who's the Burns guy that did the Civil War thing? Ah mm. ah. Uh, uh. I don't know. Whoa, gosh. It'll come to you right I now. I want to yeah, say Gilbert Burns, but that's an MMA fighter. He's, he's very liberal. <laughs> he's woke. But he did a, a, a documentary on the Civil War with pictures and letters and, and sounds and photography. It was amazing. That's cool. But, oh, no. yeah, so when France went back us in the war, we, as a nation, I, I guess, know that. changed it to Freedom, freedom fries, fries, Freedom Toast. Oh, but for my some gosh. reason, it was still French kissing. And I, don't, oh. I don't know why. 
I don't know why they didn't change know. that part. They're very romantic people. <laughs> so I then what's your favorite, that. since you like history, what's your favorite show to watch on the documentary? Or on, uh, I'm assuming Discovery You know what, Channel? I like Smithsonian History Channels. Okay. When they have good stuff, because they're fascinating. They're just, and I also I also watch the Survivor show. Bob can't believe I watch it. Uh, the Naked and Afraid? Yes. Yeah. I love that but one. But they go out and eat bugs and survive, and they block out all, you know, body parts but they're uh, to make it 21 days out there eating nothing grubs <laughs> i'm impressed but it's kind of funny because like you said that you you look at pastor bob like that's the opposite of what things that you oh, yeah. like no 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 because he tell would him. he would do that oh he would do that in a heartbeat yeah. and i tell him if we're ever on a desert island just shoot me because i'm not <laughs> eating anything but a coconut i'm not eating the creepy crawly things and they do that yeah do you watch it should we say i do I haven't watched it in a while, but that's honestly when we had cable. That was one of my favorite shows. I think one of the yeah. funniest episodes that we ever watched was there was on an island, and it was like a itsy bitsy skinny scrawny girl and yeah. like this big buff marine dude, yeah, and he was yeah. kind of super masculine and like Over trying to top. boss her around and everything, and she was like, I don't know, like chilling, and then he ended up quitting like three days in because he was yep. sunburned. No. Yeah. yeah, he was so bad that he just couldn't. He was like, like no, take I'm, it. I, I'm done, and, and she's she, like. Okay. And she made it, and she ended up doing the entire wow. time. It well, was. Well, I'd so like sad. to think that part of the part of her motivation was the fact that he quit. He quit because yeah. he was such a jerk. That would be a. He was a now. he was a real donkey to her, and I think it was like her motivation was like, dude, you big bad marine dude, quit after That's three days. Too funny. Well, I always like when they they're driving him in, and they're like, oh man, I'm gonna nail it. I've been mm-hmm. watching the show. I know how to start fires. I can do anything. And then you know. Two days into it, they're a wreck. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember one girl was from like Guna Beach, which I paid attention because it's my old stomping ground. This is just so much fun. I mean, I don't know how in the heck she got picked. The next day, she had sand flea bites everywhere. I mean, it looked oh, pretty bad. No. But she goes, "This isn't what I thought. I want to go home." I went, "Oh my gosh!" And day the day before, like I'm gonna nail this. All my friends are watching. Well, she thinks she was gonna be skipping through the wilderness, like Snow White. Like, what yeah. did she? Yeah. Wherever you go, it's gonna be for sure. <laughs> you guys drop See, off a porta potty, right? Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> and then they, I watched one show where they he, they was sneaking into the camp of the producers uh-huh. and stole food. <gasps> so they op- they got him up really early in the morning. Well, he, it was he was back for a second try, mm-hmm. and so the girl goes, "Oh, you got like you didn't make it the first time." No, they kicked me out. So they showed it real quick, and they show up, knock on his little hut, and they go, "You got to go." Like why? He goes, "Because they found you stealing food." Like yeah, I did. My partner was really hungry. Gotta go, dude. I feel like that oh, should be. I feel like that should be allowed if you could get away with it without I, getting that's caught. That's what I kind of think. It's scavenging. If you could do it without it's getting caught, they, he obviously didn't. Apparently, he had to sign some that. rules. They have to sign. Oh yeah. yeah There's a be, lot that's probably happening yeah. behind the scenes that you don't we're see altogether. But no, I really also like uh, Survivor. I just recently got into it, and it's similar to Naked and Afraid, except okay. they're not naked. Okay. But it, they drop off a whole bunch of Stuff. people and. S- well, yeah, supplies? sometimes they have supplies. No, they yeah. compete for supplies. Uh, so oh. they break up in teams. It's it's I wouldn't say it's really like naked and afraid at all. It's similar concept. They compete, they break up into teams so they have separate tribes and okay. then they bring them together to do like competitions and when so, you win, you get stuff for your I camp like the and then when you part. lose, you have to vote people out of your camp. So oh there's gosh. a lot of politics and manipulating and backstabbing. So don't you wonder what God thinks of that? I do. I watch the show and I go, "God, you must think we're asinine to like go to argentina in the middle of 
nowhere and live for 21 days. I definitely think God's like, I helped you guys develop air conditioning. Why are and you... And clothes <laughs> and shoes. <laughs> yeah. And we're going backwards. Pots and pans yeah. and here you like, are. A lot of people talk about, you know, um, and you might be able to elaborate on this a little bit, but a lot of people will talk about like, I don't go to doctors because I, you know, I just oh, believe yeah. God's going to keep me healthy yeah. and heal me and stuff like that. And yeah. it's like, I personally believe, yeah, God does work like that. Right. But I also personally believe that God gave people intelligence and wisdom to figure things out and help yeah. science advance. Yeah. And so that we had other ways to be treated other than, I 100% agree. you know, and yeah. so when we talk about cars and air conditioning right. and science and all these things yeah. and people are like so against it, I'm like, Man, this is knowledge that God yeah. gifted us so that yeah. we can have an advanced lifestyle, yeah. you know? I, I tell people, it's by the renewing of your mind, not the removing of your mind. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, when you say the Bible, I'm actually working on a teaching for a Wednesday night on about healing. Because 1 Corinthians 10, 13, when I had cancer, you know, I, that's that was my go-to verse. Like, there's no... Um, trial or temptation that's come upon you that God won't make a way of escape to give you the victory. Mm-hmm. And so a way doesn't mean there's only one way. I mean, he had he had that one guy dip in the Jordan seven times. He put mud on that one guy's Hezekiah. He made him make this um, poultice thing out of figs and stuff to get him cured. And there's so many ways. Right. And if God there was heals. just one formula that yeah. was written down, you know what I mean? Yep. Well, the government would find a way to pack that up and sell it to you instead. And, 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 you know, the Bible says medicine's good like a merry heart, Mm -hmm. but there's so many Christians who are against that. It's like, well, then you don't take the penicillin or put a Band-Aid on because medicine's medicine. God Mm -hmm. made our bodies to heal themselves, but I'm like you. Like, use your brain and take a shot. I think Jesus would He created so much. Like, he was so fine in the details of everything that he put on this earth. Yep. And so much of that is... Supposed to be used yeah. for yeah. our benefit. Well, yeah. isn't, didn't you show me that one study where, like, the interior of the fruit mirrors the body part that it's oh, oh I've seen that. Go- like like yeah, the it's walnut, like, like makes, a walnut yes, is your brain, your brain, and then the carrot had looks like um, eyes, yeah, and then yeah. um, there was one that looks like a heart, like it looks like the shape of a heart, uh, and, yeah. and it's like I've seen that. they it's say cool. that it, that's good for your heart and yeah. like different, like that's yeah. obviously God's artistic. Yep. mine like hopefully these people mm-hmm. figure this yeah. out you know well lance walnut has a great teaching on he's kind of out there on this stuff and he's the one it's like listen god is the greatest artist musician mathematician mm-hmm. he you think of him like you stay over here in the god box but bring him in he mm-hmm. he'd be good at tennis i think he'd right. be a fantastic <laughs> athlete i think he's just you know amazing so question why is fish oil good for our hair if fish don't have hair and oils. Listen to your wife <laughs> of 13 years. That's what they say. Fish oil is really good for your hair. Your skin and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good you take for it? a lot of things. Another, yeah, she makes me take fish oil. Um, it's like one of the worst things to take. Not that I'm against. So huge. It's hard to like stomach. Mm-hmm. Oh. Not that I'm against medicine Ugh. and all that. up fish oil. Because I just said that like, you know, God gives people knowledge. I just hate taking it. Like, I'm not like, I'm not going to take medicine because God's going to heal me. I'm just like, Ugh, I have to take medicine. Because he talks about medicines in, in Revelation, like the trees of the leaves for the healing of the nations. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something in some of this stuff. Well, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, so. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, question for you. Why do Catholics call her the oh Virgin Mary if she had kids after Jesus? She was only a virgin she has an for answer. so long. I, I have an answer. an answer. Because they do not <laughs> rightly discern the word of God. 
If you can rightly discern it, you can wrongly discern it. They say don't get married, and the Bible goes, don't let anybody tell you what foods to eat and what to marry or not marry. Peter was married. Mm -hmm. Peter's their first pope, and he was married and had kids. But you wonder why sexuality is so... um, um, what's a good word for it? They don't do it well in the Catholic Church mm-hmm. because you have these nunneries. They find where there's dead babies buried underneath. You know, let them marry. Let them have kids. Well, I think everyone's going to succumb to temptation at some time. And if you don't let them yeah. live how God yeah. wanted man and woman well, to live. To suppress them, yeah. Yeah. God created sex. Yeah. You know, and if you're if you're being so defiant against that, yeah. you know, you're only going to walk in sin. I'm not sure how that benefits their church. But again, it's like, read the whole Bible. I remember I invited a kid when I was little to church, and over and over and over, his name was Richie. And finally his mom goes, we're Catholic, and he can't come with you. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, but doesn't he believe in Jesus? But they, they and I remember different. the St. Christopher medals when I was in school. We, all the kids wore these medals. Like, I pray to this, this is the, the, the saint for safety or whatever. You know, the Bible doesn't pray to my grandma. She was a great saint. My buddy, uh, <laughs> my buddy Tim was a Catholic growing up, and I went to, we did a thing where I was like, yeah, if you come to my church, I could go to your church. And my mom didn't uh, want me to go. And I told my mom, I said, Mom, you want me to invite all my friends to my church, yeah. but if they invite me to their church, yeah. you're telling me I can't go. What's going to convince them yeah. that I could go? Did like, you go? Yeah, I did. And I was like, you have to trust that you've raised me right. in, in a way that if I go to a Catholic church, yeah. I'm not going to just turn around. Yeah. And so she yeah. did let me go. I was like 14. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't let me take communion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all got up and went in line. It was the most boring. It was it was miserable. Did the priest face you guys at the time? Or was he was his bad? I'm going to be honest. I was probably counting ceiling tiles. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. I remember right, though, because a lot of times when they're reading out yeah. of the Bible, they face the opposite direction. Well, mm-hmm. I remember being in line Alpha Beta years ago. We had Alpha Beta. And these two ladies were so mad because the service was no longer in Latin, and the priest was going to face them. And I'm thinking, like, okay, so you can understand the, the preacher, you know, whatever mm-hmm. they call him. But I went to a church that um, – was like very prominent in speaking in tongues. Like oh. everyone would speak in tongues all the time yeah. and stuff. And he freaked out. <laughs> like oh. Catholic friend was like, "What is going on oh, here?" Like, no. yeah, it was crazy. Did he ever go back? I don't think so. No, no. I, we he moved to Temecula. And we oh. lost contact. Okay, but yeah, it was better. pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you know, she answered your question. About <clears throat> I'm sure we're all gonna get things <laughs> wrong. But. She's glad you answered my Virgin Mary question because I've been asking everyone this question. Everyone. Now I can't anymore because you gave me an oh actual my. answer. I told him too to ask you. I oh, said, did you? You oh, need to funny. go talk to Pastor Susan. Yeah, I didn't. I well, you kind of skipped over the joke part of my joke and just my question. She's going to answer a real back, answer. Bro. She comes with receipts. There's a joke to that. Yeah, you can't call <laughs> someone a virgin after oh. they've lost their virginity. No. And you know, and obviously God, you know, with Jesus, so that's fine. She's Virgin Mary, but then Joseph made they consummated their marriage. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that believe um, she actually was not a virgin, and so it's like, no, she, you know, blah blah blah. Goes, I heard this the other day, and the the response to that, of course, is then why would it be a sign in the Old Testament? I'm going to give you a sign: a yeah. virgin's going to be pregnant and have a child. Well. Anybody could get pregnant if you have sex, but this is going to be a virgin. That's why it was a sign. So people go, well, she wasn't really a virgin. Then why was it a sign? What would have mm-hmm. been a sign about it? Nothing. So well, she was for a while. If she wasn't a virgin, it's the greatest hoax the planet yeah. has ever seen. Yeah, yeah. But that's why that's what made it special. 
Yeah. She was a virgin. A hundred percent. And Catholics yeah. believe a lot of Until Joseph consummated the marriage. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Then so. she's just Mary. Yeah. Now she's married. Yes. Yeah. She's married, Mary, Mary. Mary. Oh, my goodness. We got it. Oh, <laughs> see, I told you guys are so oh, similar. It's, it's so oh, funny. Oh, my gosh. It's funny. Well, right. next time that we have you in, we want to hear more about the, the building of the... We can do that. Yes, all of it. It's been such an awesome time. Well, it's been I love talking it's with you. It's not as bad as I thought. Sharissa has been... Hounding her. Hounding me and <laughs> challenging me and threatening me. People That's don't not know true, that this, <laughs> this podcast has been two months in the works of yes. trying to get Pastor Susan in it here. Yes, I will admit. I go, no, Sharissa, next week. No, no, tomorrow, whatever. So, yeah, yeah. actually, this was kind of fun. I, I will, told you you I would will love admit, it. You told me so. I believe and I'm, And honestly, I think this is definitely your niche altogether because you yes. love to talk to people, you love to talk history and. We I do. think people people are together. interested in stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to yeah. know more about you. They want to know more about yeah. Pastor Bob and the building yeah. of the church and just like life in general, you know, yeah. like. I actually everything. think it's an important topic because if you, I'll just tell you one more story real quick. We used to have a guy here who was on staff and um, we were, we didn't have a parking lot. All of our little paths were gravel, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we were very basic. And so he came on and he wanted a secretary. I'm oh like, no. for himself? I'll call him John, yes. I go, John. <laughs> Can he be my secretary? You don't get a secretary. <laughs> I go, we don't even have a parking lot. We're lucky to have cement out there anywhere other than gravel, and he wants us. But he didn't understand, like, this is where you've come from. We've come from nothing. Mm-hmm. We've come from a Bible study to the little white church on Columbia to buying a dairy. I mean, that's why I like to show pictures a lot, because, mm-hmm. like, understand that we planned for this congregation. 50 years ago almost. Yeah. I mean, we bought chairs and we put in trees and we built a parking lot and we bought property. The people who've come before, the people who are here, have sacrificed a lot. Right. A lot. Makes me, makes me want to cry because most of them are dead. But, I mean, meetings and elders that got together and it's like, what can we do to build this to make it a significant ministry in the mm-hmm. valley? And they sacrificed a lot to get this. And, and when you're an independent church church you don't get support from anybody mm-hmm. nobody so we don't have another church we can go to and go hey can we get a loan from you guys or can you help us out matter well, of fact we, we bought chairs for for other bob has a really good heart for that mm-hmm. we bought accounting um books for one guy we paid for a youth pastor for a year for a church you know because it's hard it's yeah hard. yeah church planning is one of the biggest or most struggle with things to do in ministry the nursery used to meet in my house can you believe it <laughs> All really, right. Well, really it's been quick. fun. You guys have been fun. On behalf of the Headley family, we're very thankful that you guys didn't stop and you guys kept pursuing it. And even when it got tough altogether, because um, God obviously knew that we needed DP and needed, you know, our family that we have within DP. And so, well, thank you. I yeah. think it's just a good thing. I think it's a healthy church for our valley. Oh yeah. So don't forget. Um, Hit that follow button. As always, if you have questions, you want to reach out, you can email us at dpcitypod at gmail.com. We have our Wednesday night edge services every Wednesday night and our Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Thank you guys for listening and feel free to reach out. Bye. Bye. Oh.